Evan High. What Ev- do you want? Ev 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 Evan High Rum two three four at your service. Your Rum two three four dot wav. Could you please give me the top? The topic of episode two hundred thirty four from Doings dot com is when will the world's governments finally begin an investigation into the cause of all these celebrity deaths? I wonder when people are going to notice that Donald Trump is showing not so early signs, but obvious signs of mental illness, uh, like his father did at this age, where he began to show signs of dementia, which eventually Have you changed into... your mind yet? No, I haven't. Not at all. I, this is merely confirming uh, my opinions and that I think he's genuinely mentally ill. Oh, I uh, know that. But you said he wasn't going to be able all the checks and balances would stop him doing any harm. Which they are. Mind yet. No, I haven't. How are they? <laughs> No, I'm quite. Of course not. They, as I said, if he were, if he had been acting subtly and slyly, every check and every balance has been proven to be completely ineffective. What utter total trash! What are you talking about? There's the, the he's he's effectively raised a massive uh, immune response in the body politic. Every judge is waiting to be a hero. Uh, these these uh, executive orders are not what you think they are, and will be overthrown by every court waiting to prove its metal. Well, what are you listen, talking about? Just because just because he wasn't immediately executed doesn't mean that the checks and balances are working. I can't stand this hysterical reactiveness. Give it some time; things will work out as they it, already are. God people, sakes, land sakes, John, land sakes. Residents of America with legal green cards are not being allowed into the country because of an executive order that a court overruled and then the Department of Homeland Security said they were going to ignore the court's ruling. Right, uh, and would you like to see what happens next? And, and, and what do you think is going to happen next, Jonathan? The, the, what do I think is happening next is what is happening. It's still, John, what do you think is going to happen next? Yeah, a check and balance is not an instantaneous thing. It's called a balance. <sighs> when you put something on one balance and it slowly works so its way response up the response is the courts can overrule executive orders. They did so and the government ignored ignored that which bit of this are you missing which bit of this are you missing it it's irrelevant what the government are ignoring illegally at the moment they will eventually be stopped what how how will they be stopped they will be stopped when a higher court specifically rules them down if they start to ignore the supreme court then they then the government will be overthrown how by because at that point they will be explicitly anti-constitutional, um, and the, they already are. They're no, they're, already no, no, they're not are already anti-constitutional. Are. No, you can't. You no, you can't say that. I can because, because they're ignoring of the court. Incorrect. Constitutional. Incorrect. Incorrect. You don't understand the constitution. The yes. there is only there is one body that determines constitutional law, and that's the Supreme Court. Sorry. Eventually. Yes, they determine they determine constitutional law. That doesn't change what it already is. And ignoring the courts and carrying out an executive oh, order I'm, against I, I, the, I, I, the I might just stop is now. unconstitutional. The, I don't care that the Supreme Court can change their mind. No, or what the is Supreme Court that is currently unconstitutional. The, the the various courts will determine what is and what isn't unconstitutional, oh. and the Supreme Court will then rule as to whether it actually was. At the moment, it's an opinion. 
And this is the same Supreme Court that Donald Trump's just loaded with his little lap. Donald Trump hasn't just loaded. You see, this is the, the la- very, very, very lazy <sighs> attitudes. The, I, feel, I'm, actually, I am astonished by your laziness and just pretting actually, it's fine because you're right. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you name his lackey, please? Cause you, I've, you forgot, seem... I've forgotten it. I can look oh, it up. Oh, really? You. You've forgotten it and explain how yeah, he's a lackey. The fact that I don't remember his name is hardly relevant. I'll look it up for you now, shall explain I? How he's, again. Explain how he's a lackey, please. I've read all about him. He's a he's a he's the one. He's a, every, he's a what? He is a uh, conservative. Oh, is judge. he? Oh, well, that must mean he's a fascist. I did. Yep. Wrong conservative, Mister Thicko. He's did a you... conservative judge, as in he is someone who believes that the Constitution is a magic document of that must be upheld at all costs. Oh, the Constitution must be upheld, and that's a problem, is it? Yes, it is a problem when someone is not willing to reinterpret or adjust for. You were just complaining a moment ago that uh, almost the opposite would happen. That no, I was sure, surely I wasn't complaining. I was correcting your lie in which surely you a cons- surely a wasn't unconstitutional. Excuse me. Surely a constitutional um, extremist is exactly who you want to say. Well, actually, Mr. Trump, you can't uh, discriminate in this particular way. The Constitution is clear. Whatever one's current beliefs are or what one thinks might be convenient you're really saying you want somebody no. who who con- who interprets the constitution based on current convenience and no. current mores but actually no. you're contradicting yourself you don't want somebody no. like this you want somebody who is quite strict and doesn't mind the fact that at the moment uh, he'd like a fashionable interpretation now the <sighs> none of that's the case but carry on so, so tell me what you know about Neil Gor- Gorsuch then. Oh, I don't. I can't be bothered. You can't be bothered. Though you sound like one of those people who, when when Trump, he's he is he is conservative. Uh, in, in you're right. He's not an enthusiast for constitutional activism, but he also doesn't have a bee in his bonnet about rolling the clock back. Um, I actually know somebody who knows this particular person who uh, worked with him at some stage, and apparently he is. He's actually quite reasonable, well-read, well-written, and quite thoughtful, and was a, quite a surprising pick, actually, because he isn't one of those Tea Party ideologues who you would have thought. Uh, he's very similar to some of the picks that actually Ronald Reagan made, and, and everybody was going hysterical, but if you look at, actually, the rulings of the Supreme Court during Reagan's era, they, much to Reagan's surprise, often went against him and were quite subtle. It doesn't just work like that in the Supreme Court in America. They do take it quite seriously. And except for a few abominations like Scalia, they actually take their duties with regard to constitutional interpretation very carefully. And this guy gives all the indications that he will not merely bend to a mentally ill uh, president's will. So actually, no, it's not quite as manichaean as you think it is and you're following this really hysterical um outburst america has survived nixon it has survived kissinger it has survived a civil war i think it'll survive uh bannon and his mentally ill uh puppet all right uh and and if you really think that you're living through special times where suddenly america's going to turn fascist then i think uh, as ever we need some extraordinary evidence for such an extraordinary claim and merely saying that a few hysterical executive orders in the first week of a presidency uh, are uh, indications of that that's no that's not good enough sorry not good enough what it what on earth would be good enough for you that just randomly banning people from various countries for no reason 
the same people, the same thing that Obama did with regard to Syria. Executive orders have been used to do this sort of thing frequently, and people just decided at the moment that they would whinge about it. I'm executive orders certain. aren't a new I'm thing, fa- and arbitrary executive orders aren't a new thing. The hysterical reaction to them, because they're doing what he said he would do uh, during his campaign, are, and I'm very glad to see that he handled the executive orders in a cack-handed, stupid way that the Supreme Court will be able to bat away very carefully. If he had acted in a subtle, careful and sly way, then I would agree we have a problem. We don't have a problem. We have a bunch of clowns uh, jumping through their vehicle, which is falling apart and exploding in a bunch of confetti at the moment. I've never seen an easier um, administration to defeat. We have we have uh, we, we're being handed on a platter. An, an easy, defeatable administration Explains here. And everybody's me. going hysterical as if suddenly Stalin's come into power. Stop this nonsense. Well, there are some rather key issues here. The things are already happening. People's lives are already <laughs> being ruined by this. Yeah, and the people's lives were already being ruined by all sorts of things that Obama did. People just oh, didn't God's care. for God's sake, that just isn't true. The, no, no, Obama no. did not make random laws that suddenly change the fact that people who live and work in America are American citizens really? and so residents you, so you, so you are being deported Obama... to countries where they will be killed. So Obama you don't know how didn't Obama do abused, that. So you don't know how uh, Obama you abused basically the sedition laws in order to throw uh, journalists, American journalists, into prison. You clearly don't know about that. That's the problem. When we have somebody who is basically given the constant backbreaking benefit of the doubt then bad policies are allowed to go unheeded. Whereas when you have uh, a bad clown in charge, everything is immediately visible. I'm very glad about that. Which which American journalist did Obama have thrown in prison? Like like you with like the, who like like, like, like you with the uh, name. No of no no. The, ask your question. Like you with the name of the pick for the Supreme Court. I don't have the name. On okay. My, what what publications did they write for? Again, like so, you you've just made this up. Then no, I, I didn't make up, up the Supreme Court pick, did I? But you've made this up. You didn't. You weren't able to name them, so I think you should. That's at not least relevant. Be gracious. You, could... you weren't able to name, and I'm not able to name. And I was gracious enough to not hold that against you. Uh, I think you'd remember some detail of these. This is this astonishing thing that had happened that Obama's having American journalists thrown in prison. You'd think that there'd be something that would stick in your mind, some detail about it. Not, no, not necessarily. No, so it's just something you made up. Um, okay, well, I, I, I've, just, I've just used Google at the moment. If you want a name, uh, J- J- James Ryson of the New York Times faced a jail sentence unless he revealed a government source, which he refused to do. Um, Did this he is go to in, jail? In The Intercept, Obama's gift to Donald Trump, a policy of cracking down on journalists and their sources. It's a well-known story. Eben Moglen gave a series of lectures about it. Um, Who's gone to jail, Nick? Uh, J- Let's have a look at the name of the people who have gone to jail. Wrongly post-prosecuted, including Manning, Kim, Sterling, Kirikau and Thomas Drake. He should ask for their forgiveness. Obama does not have the power to stop us from electing a terrible president, but he can't limit the damage that one can do. Read these articles before you just go against me. Obama did plenty of very questionable I'm not a big fan of Obama's presidency at all, as you know. And, the, and my, my point is, let, let's, not be, let's not be too shy about it. My, my, here's my point. Obama mm-hmm. was able to get away with a number of very questionable things because he was cool. 
I don't think that Trump will be able to get rid, uh, get away with such things. And I think that, well, uh, look, time will tell. If in three months, six months, a year's time, the same sort of chaos is happening with regard to people's lives, like you say, you have a green car, then I will admit that there is something that is bedding in here which is unpleasant. I predict that you're going to see the most egregious aspects of these executive orders pulled back probably quite quietly. By what mechanism? But relatively quickly. Uh, additional courts will rule and eventually it'll become clear that the uh, government is on very dodgy territory because whatever... People seem to think that Steve Bannon is almost like a demigod. He isn't. He is a hot-headed, slightly thick troublemaker who's been given a position that he doesn't really know how to control. I... I do not believe that he is more powerful than the whole of the U.S. judiciary, all of the U.S.'s military. And let's be clear, even in a kind of primate sense, uh, Obama, not Obama, um, uh, uh, he and Trump are pissing those people off in a way that is causing all sorts of resentment. You, you have people like McCain who are effectively... Uh, shouting at the president for how dare he do this how dare he suggest that torture might work i've never seen such effective resistance to a new administration as i have in this case now you will argue that now give me an okay. example of its efficacy well give it give it give it no more no no you said give you've it never seen such an effective resistance i'm asking for an example well, you've never seen such effective no so i have some example but, uh, give it give it well give it more than a week if 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 oh the effect dear, if the effect week this is excuse weak. me if the if the effect isn't a vis, in, isn't visible and obvious next month then i'll agree with you how about that well no because i you just said you, you've you're never demanding seen the, the light effect happen I'm, immediately within a second no it's not gonna happen you just said you've never seen the light no you i have imagined that you'd have some sort of moment of example you just you're just wishful thinking because you don't want it to be true i'm not wishful thinking but i don't i'm not you i don't believe that every moment of my life is a special and unique no time. i've never have before this is the first time in my life it's ever felt that way Oh really? And when Bush came into power, you weren't the same. Well, you know, both of us well, were being far too young to know better. But I was—I thought I was scared. Certainly, we always think we're living in special uh, eschatological times. You know that. But I don't. You've not, got to not fight an, that I impulse. don't think there's anything eschatological about it. But do you not think that some? Do you not? I would have thought of anyone. You would have your eyes open for the rise of fascism in the. No, world. this is not fascism. No, not at all. I do not believe that this is a rise of fascism. No, I don't. And and yes, you're right. Believe me, I'd feel tingles all over, uh, up and down my spine if I did. But the, it's not happening at all. I see an incompetent bunch of uh, ideological clowns and their lackeys who are doing an extremely bad job and who I believe are already beginning to fall apart and who are not getting buy-in from any of the rest of the establishment. They're just annoying and pissing off the rest of the establishment. Uh, I do not believe... Again... If this were going to happen, it could have happened during, with 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 um, Nixon and Kissinger. It didn't. Uh, and I don't believe these people I, are I think, anywhere near as clever or as wily as Nixon and Kissinger. I don't think cleverness is relevant. I think, unfortunately, there's this, the, just the global shift. I think the fact that I'm looking at a headline that says anti-Semitic hate crime at a record high in the UK. Anti-Semitic hate crime in the UK is primarily done by Muslims. 
So what, what are you going to talk? What, what are you going to do about that? Well, I do, it doesn't. What's change. that got to do with the rise of fascism? It's. I'm what I'm talking about is that there is a shift. There is an unpleasant, nasty shift. The fact that it's not an unpleasant, nasty shift. The great majority of Muslims in the United Kingdom and the rest of the world hate Jews. What are you going to do about that? Well, what's that got to do with? Uh, with, with with constitutional matters in the United States, you, you, I think, you can't I join think the you dots know like that this. The, I think you know that the alt right is a thing, and I think you know that it's anti-Semitic. Almost all the attacks are not done by the alt right. I don't feel a threat from the alt right that I do from jihadists. If if I were walking down the street in London, it would be far 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 more likely, statistically, that a jihadist would attack me than an alt right would. I'm not going to, uh, and I know that the New York Times and the Washington Post don't want that to be true and don't want to talk about that, but that's the, that's the, that's the fact of the matter. Now, how we deal with that is a very uh, complex question, uh, and some of the knee-jerk reactions to that include um, Trump's ridiculous edict. But you don't, uh, you can't just go, ooh, outright, ooh, outright, as if they have some sort of demonic power. They don't. It may be, if you want to talk about where I worry about those sort of traditional right-wing um, powers, it's not in the United States, it's in places like Hungary. Well, I, was, I wasn't talking about, I was talking worldwide, I kept saying that. You kept no, but it's not me. worldwide, you can't talk worldwide, there are very, very different powers. There, there, isn't, a, there isn't a join the dots uh, single force going on here. There are, um, there, are, there are countries like Canada... There are countries like Australia, there are countries like Uzbekistan, and there are countries like Hungary. Very little connects them, and there isn't a big tide. Push. I think it's very tempting to say, oh, there's a big tide pushing politics everywhere in this particular direction. No, because actually, I think that oh, um, the, the departure of Obama and the arrival of um, Trump can actually cause the tide to flow in opposite well, that's, directions that's what in I've, countries. That's what I've wondered whether, that's what I've been speculating, is whether this will be a big enough And I think you're right to speculate. I, I think it's, I, I just think, look, you may be right, and this may be the beginning of something very, very worrying, but I may also be right. And I, what I'm saying is at the moment, we are both, we both can't join the dots in ways that confirm our, our confirmation bias. But my, I, I do not want to be right. I think that's pretty obvious. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think prote- ignoring the signs and wishful thinking are how we as a, there are popular, as a species get ourselves in an awful lot of trouble. I don't think the... I think the signs... Usually, it's the signs that you didn't even know were there that cause the trouble. Well, are we not much more self-aware? Are we not much more connected in such a way that you can't ignore signs in a way that you could before? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think... Let me put it this way. I think the next major threat to liberal democracy will 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 not be one of the obvious players that we see at the moment that's my prediction because i i think at the moment they're they're not competent enough they're not acting in a way they're not acting in a way that does you see here's 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 my analogy at the moment you've got an unpleasant virus that's making itself very clear and it's provoking a substantial immune reaction in the body politic uh what what i worry about more is something like HIV, which quietly and undetected by the body politics slowly infects it, and then you suddenly realise you have no immunity to it at all. That would be more worrying, but by definition, we wouldn't know it was happening in the same way. The, the buffoonery 
and the incompetence that this administration has shown and the fact that it's also it's not creating any allies in any power structures business is 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 terrified of what what of what he's doing silicon valley uh, and you, you know the 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 um the silicon valley visas are now being threatened uh, he's now threatening tariffs on people like ford he's causing all sorts of uh, problems in the judiciary the uh, fact that bannon was brought in and the usual uh, army chiefs of staff were ignored is now he's now pissed off the army how many more people is he going to not build allies with and then who is he going to uh who is he going to uh bring in to to build his fascist empire because he doesn't have an sa or an ss at the moment uh, he's got bannon and the unless you can show me an effective sa or ss that he's built or is building I don't believe that he has the power to do what you think he might have. The well, power what to frightened do. me was that the department, that the Homeland Security, it were enacting his order. There was no questioning it. There was no. That always happens with uh, with with the uh, commander in chief. Initially, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I would be surprised if they'd have immediately refused. It's it, what I'll tell you when I'll get worried. If a number of courts, including the Supreme Court, overthrow it. And then there's a statement by him or Bannon or something that says, irrelevant, you need to follow these orders. Then I will agree with you, we're in unprecedented territory. I just don't see that not happening. I don't see the route well, to that okay. not happening. Here's my thing I want to question. Well, let's though. see. Um, if, if you're right, then, then yeah, we're in unprecedented times. If you're wrong, then it's just the normal uh, executive overreach that, again, is checked and balanced and it takes a bit of time to happen, but it will. See, the, the, the where I think you're wrong is in your trusting that we require some level of competence for 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 things to work out. I would point out the lunacy of Brexit as wild incompetence on the part of those campaigning for it and their absolute success in achieving it. Competence doesn't seem to be relevant anymore. I no, no that's that's a, that that is an interesting point, uh but I think that the British and the american systems are different i think the problem with britain is yes i think that the system here can so capriciously be manipulated and changed there is despite the talk of uh the british constitution and erskine may and all that sort of nonsense actually if if a parliament wishes to do something silly it can do it and it can wreak immediate damage especially when the parliament suddenly turns populist and has a ridiculous um, referendum based on a simplistic question, which it then binds itself to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in America, it's actually quite difficult to do that. If you want to amend the constitution in America, it's not just an act of parliament. There is a huge number of hoops that you have to jump through in order to achieve that. Uh, this sort of this sort of referendum could not happen in America. It just How couldn't happen. However, the corollary to that is that this sort of Muslim ban couldn't happen in Britain because because Parliament would never vote it through. Theresa May couldn't become mad enough to do that. It would become it would be stopped. Really, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there, there's no way that she would be able to force that through Parliament. Well, Brexit went through Parliament. Yes, but Brexit went through Parliament because yesterday a, a, a colossal majority of MPs voted for it. Yeah. 
and they what, wouldn't vote for something no, like that. And, and Theresa May wouldn't be so stupid as to frame it like this. What they would be is there would be a as uh, in fact there already is there already is at the moment well a, uh, yeah i'm not going to pretend there is, you know, do, 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 evil. she's the one no, who deported fifty-eight thousand yeah, people on a yeah, on a, uh, a fantasy and actually do you, um do you actually know the capriciousness of the uk's immigration uh policy no obviously moment? you have a it's, greater insight to that than it's I not do. it's it, it's not a million miles away from what we already see and very frequently suddenly people who had rights lose them very yes you know, I've, I've read some hor- hor- horrible stories about this definitely. and you would be you know i was gonna say you'd be surprised no you wouldn't be surprised so actually yes they do constantly it's just that we don't hear about it again it's it's to do with what you know and what's publicized horrible things are happening all the time but the sausage factory is dark and what i think's happened is that obama obama was able to operate in this dark sausage factory, whereas I think the bright spotlights are on Trump very clearly. And I find that actually quite useful and hopeful. That's why I think that capriciousness is being shown up. Every step he makes is going to be very, very brightly lit. And he has no allies in the... No, okay, no allies in Black Lives Matter or in some smelly hippie doesn't really matter. But he's got no allies in Goldman Sachs and he's got no allies. How has in... he not got? I don't. I'm genuinely asking, not challenging. I thought he'd appointed the majority of Goldman Sachs to his team. He, yeah, he has. But the problem is, Goldman Sachs don't want the sort of crazy instability that he is currently uh, um, suggesting will be the the the, the tenure of 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 his uh, of. Of, of of his stay in the White House. For example, they if, if you look at the threat he's making to visas, if you look at his protectionism, if you look at the tariffs that he's suggesting, these organizations don't want this at all. And I think they were hoping that this was just uh, rhetoric during the campaign. It's, it's fascinating that following... how that, that quote we talked about, that lovely bit about literal and and figurative turns out to be complete rubbish he was being literal in everything yeah. he said that's 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 i think the most surprising thing that's happened. exactly and i think that is a gift because none of his money backers wanted him to be literal uh, we well know look they could the, the republican party during george w bush's time could have quote reformed quote immigration anytime they wanted to they could have built that wall in Mexico or done something equivalent. They didn't. And every opportunity they were given to do it, they quietly voted against it. We well know why. We well know that their power base requires this sort of cheap labor. Mm. It requires the things that um, NAFTA provides and so on. So this president is acting against the interests of hugely powerful, moneyed people. And that can happen for a little while, but I can't see how you can build one or two terms of a presidency out of that. And that's why I'm not too scared, because it is so unstable in so many different ways. We're talking about something that's teetering already after a couple of weeks and you expect that to last for two terms? I wonder I wonder how much truth there is to the notion that Bannon is essentially an uber troll. He's his goal is just to, to he's mucking around with the US government for the lulls. 
Well, he called himself a Leninist and he said he just wants to destabilize any yeah. system that he finds. So that's, I, I think that's possibly quite frightening because, you know, no, so you've not, got, you've got I, I don't think who, that is frightening because I don't think he's you see, I don't think he's as clever. As I don't he know is, anything about and it. And I don't think he's as clever as his enemies are allowing him right. to, to believe. I think that, you know, he was a he was a bright barter that got slightly mm-hmm. too big to his boots and got the air of the president. I I don't give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think he's an incompetent ideologue. Uh, and if I'm wrong, we'll know pretty quickly. We'll know within within weeks that I'm wrong because we'll see some extraordinarily clever stuff rather than this quite bull through a china. If if you if you're a bull in a china shop, uh, eventually you get kicked out. And I think that for a week or two of this, people are caught by surprise. I don't think that he will have the 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 nous. Again, he's no Henry Kissinger. He's not a clever Svengali. And yeah, he says, I'm a Leninist. I just want to destroy systems I find myself in. Okay, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to be extraordinarily clever. You're going to have to be a chess player, not just somebody with big boots on who kicks everything. That's my theory. But again, if I'm wrong, we'll know. Uh, they, people, people are people are really giving giving Bannon I don't know extraordinary demigod. Yeah, and and you know he's one. Uh, look at his you know, drunkard history. I don't see him as that sort of person. I uh, I think there are it's anybody who you need to be scared of. By definition, I don't think you, you know would know their about, names yet. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I think. Now again. Maybe this is a huge collection of wishful thinking and a big protective mechanism, like you suggested, is in my head. But I don't—I genuinely don't feel it because when when George W. Bush came in, and I think I rightly did feel that something awful was going to happen, and it did. Uh, and I don't think that I uh, am deluding myself now. But of course, I'm not the one to judge that. So the only way that I can be proved correct or incorrect is time. So, what's uh, your prediction then? When does Donald Trump's presidency end? Realistically, I think it ends in the midterms. So just I, you give him two years. I give him two years and I don't think he'll be able to achieve very much in those two years. Uh, already we're having major problems with the, uh, as we, I think we discussed last week, the re, with the repeal of Obamacare and not being able to replace it properly. I think fissures are going to open everywhere as soon as these policies start coming to place, as soon as he actually starts Im- suggesting to implement protectionism and we see the car companies react to that, as soon as he actually starts cracking down hard on um, the illegal immigration, which which is the only reason that certain large companies can be profitable. Or indeed, then we'll the see, whole then of we'll see what happens. function. Uh, yeah, precisely. And when he um, repeals Obamacare and suddenly millions and millions and millions of Americans find that they don't have any coverage at all again it's all very well in theory oh obamacare i don't like my obamacare and then oh guess what you've got now and replace to replace it you've got bugger all and that's what is effectively going to happen even if that's not what happens eventually so there are going to be so many shocks and so much disillusion and so many moneyed interests are going to be angry about what happens if he does what he says, that it would require something extraordinary to create unit forced unity in that situation. I guess what could be extraordinary is another 9-11. Yeah. Because that's what did it for um, Bush. You remember he was sliding badly. 
and then 9-11 happened and then nobody was allowed to criticize him for a year or two that's true i think i think there was a there was a, even a chance that it would be recognized that he really really hadn't won the election yeah no yeah no, so so I, I i i'll tell you i'll tell you what if there's a right uh, a burning down the Reichstag incident, and I'm not saying that that's what uh, 9/11 was. 9/11 was 9/11, and it was just it was something that happened, which was then, of course, used and manipulated mm-hmm. by the powers as, as, a, as a lucky happenstance. Yes. If 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 su- if such a lucky happenstance happens again uh, by hook or by crook, then all bets are off. And yeah, I would agree. At that point, that's how you can uh, inject the sort of uh, genuine structural fascism that you describe. It's interesting so, to remember, it's easy not to remember indeed as a non-American, quite how balmy things went in the aftermath of 9-11. Um, so they would issue uh, terrorist warnings every week to America, um, where they would announce on, they would, they would put out, the government would put out warnings announcing, stay away from bridges this week. Because yeah. we believe there's going to be an attack on a bridge. Yeah, but more than that, things like the Patriot Act, which in oh, normal yeah, circumstances well, yeah. would never have gotten through. Sure. And also, and also, every every media interest, every journal was unable to criticise policy for nearly a year. Mm. Even the, the, the liberal organs like the New York Times and so on, they all fell very quickly in in step with and and that was uh, noticeable at the time and it was it seemed to be required by the populace as well Uh, when anybody when anybody did criticize the population as a whole became angry and that's what could be manipulated i think because the flip side of those checks and balances is also a very tight national identity that if it feels itself under threat it goes into a kind of bunker mentality and enemies whether they are internal or external are dealt with ruthlessly and those enemies can become friendly critics you're beginning to realize that designated survivor was was uh was it was a more ideal view of american government system oh yeah well well you mean west wing wasn't a documentary <laughs> well i meant just the whole of congress and senate being no you see what i i I think i think here's here's where i think sometimes people mistake checks and balances and what i what i and others mean when it's said some people think you've got this perfect system this perfect machine in place that's well oiled and every contingency is well predicted and it was designed in a special factory and it's made of brass and it's got very good lubricants (laughs) on it and and it runs like this beautiful machine i don't think that at all I think that you've got something that is corrupt and chaotic and there are dozens if not hundreds of different opposing interests fighting one another and dirty and grubby and and uh, are trying to get as an enriched corner as they can within the system. But I think that the checks and balances are part of that. It's these clashing self interests which are allowed to express themselves that eventually provide the meta stability and the the, the phrase is eventually in other words you do have outbursts of things like bushism and mccarthyism and so on but the system eventually writes itself because 
all these clashing and antagonistic interests who are acting in their own corrupt ways eventually uh, equalize the, the equation. And I think that that's precisely what I've been discussing here. The moneyed interests, the media, the, um, the, the military, who all feel that angry itch once they begin scratching it together, uh, will then uh, overpower an overbearing executive. So and, you're saying and, military and, coup? No, not a military coup at all. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It it isn't as lockstep as that. It's 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 much more kind of chaotic and dirty and individual and one uh, one person, one general who who just make to take slightly too long to respond to something and then another one who gives slightly the wrong answer and then the president becomes frustrated and he starts firing people and brings in other people who aren't good enough so they collapse and can't cope under the stress you know it's it's that kind of thing and for fascism to work you have to have a system that's ready to be lockstep the moneyed interests have to be lockstep with the executive and the military has to be lockstep with the executive and the judiciary has to be destroyed or lockstep with the executive. And there is no sign of that happening in the US. Quite the reverse. These these uh, other branches are completely opposed to much of what the executive is doing. And the executive is neither trying to sweet talk them into coming into lockstep and nor does it have any power to bring them into lockstep because all of the other branches that it would need to help to bring them in lockstep are similarly opposed. So the only way you can do this is through a shock, something like the Reichstag fire or perhaps a dirty bomb in New York or something like that. Until that happens, we, we, we have a, we have, um, a metastability caused by, um, what's, what's been called anti-fragility. Kind of the more you test it with clowns like Trump, the more resilient it gets by being able to cope and learning to be able to cope in a, as I said, in a kind of immune reaction with these sorts of stresses. Uh, and the only way that, that that stops is if the whole immune system is blitzed completely by something like another 9-11 or a dirty bomb or whatever, which may happen. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that there hasn't been another spectacular since 9-11 to that degree, aren't you? Yes, but I'm constantly surprised by how few when you consider i think it's that scale thing you can't you say you hear about terrorist attacks all over the world all the time and you think gosh Mm. how terrible but actually when you try and get your head around the number six billion Mm. it starts to become a tiny tiny little thing and when you know there are enough people who want to cause end times okay so you take you take that subset and then a very 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 small set of subset of those will have some sort of means to be able to uh bring that about okay that'll be a small subset but when a very you small start at six billion that's when you, subset, you yeah. start at six billion you're talking about tens if not hundreds of thousands you know and that game you play where you go or oh, if i had a million pounds or if i had 10 million pounds and you try to plan out what you do with it i think we've done it on this podcast Yes. Laura and I tried to play that game the other day, but with a, a million billion pounds. A million billion pounds. I think we worked out that you'd have 40 times more money than exists in the world right now. But we, at that, we started from that point. Yeah, that's, I've always considered that's an interesting point to start off, because effectively what that means is that your money has become meaningless. Well, no, but you don't... I think at that point you don't let anyone know you've got it, and then you just start paying off world debts. No, you can't do that, because at that point you've you've hacked what money actually is 
you can't because at that point the um you know you and i have always agreed that that money doesn't exist yes it's it's fake yeah. it, it's a it's a confidence trick yes uh, when you have a million billion that confidence trick is made obvious because where do you get it from and what power does it represent at that point you got it from a faulty it, atm just so you yeah. know yeah at that point unless you are god or a god Mm. Your million, your million billions, not going to hell. Now, what you can do is, if you very, but but a million billion is too much. You'd have to very subtly bribe just the right people at the right time. <laughs> you'd have to invest in just the right technologies at the right time. But you'd have to do it in a way that doesn't ri- raise suspicion and show that behind the curtain there's just uh, John and Laura with a <laughs> pile of with a pile of paper that's pretty meaningless. <laughs> You know what I mean? You've got to you yeah. have to do it slowly to make sure that the confidence trick is still operating. Because the moment you say, "Oh, by the way, I've got a million billion pounds," I say, "Well, no, that's more money than than is, than is in the GDP of the world." You don't, therefore, it's meaningless. Therefore, shut up. We're ignoring you. <laughs> I'd be jolly cross. So yeah, actually, I, I, if you want to talk about the money that you can actually still be taken seriously with, I believe that. Gates is about to become the world's first trillionaire. Okay. That you could do it. So why don't you be realistic, John, and talk about Sorry. a trillion pounds? I'm going to have two trillion. <laughs> Bill will be angry. He'll be livid. Yeah, so Bill, I could buy you out and still have a trillion pounds left. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that uh, the, the, the little spiteful, petty lawsuit between um, Bethesda and, and Facebook... <coughs> has come with uh, Facebook Oculus having to pay Bethesda half a billion pounds, half a billion dollars. No, what was that about? This was uh, the Oculus Rift VR hat, which which uh, was a rich was originally a Kickstarter or something. Well, similar. it's complex. So it, it seems that, and I don't want to. I'm not, not everything I'm saying here is uh, potentially wrong uh, because I don't want Bethesda to see me because they are a petulant bunch of horrible babies. Uh-huh, yes. Um, they, uh, Palmer Lucky and John Carmack were both working at Bethesda mm-hmm. during the development of this. They claim that uh, Bethesda claimed that they took proprietary information when they left um, mm-hmm. and used it to build Oculus. Uh, the courts have found that the jury has ruled that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they there is some sort of shenanigans went on. They think and have ruled that. Um, well, let me get the details. It's on our website because the, the numbers are are quite hilarious. Especially for a technology that is basically rubbish. is rubbish. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I believe that Facebook paid something like two billion for Oculus. Right. So a lot of money started started in this nonsense. Okay. So. Um, this is, I'm reading uh, Brendan's article on Rock Paper Shotgun. What a good website. The basic background is this. Big boys at Zenimax say that Palmer Lucky left the company with a working prototype and code that was not theirs to take um, mm-hmm. and subsequently worked on it with ex- other ex-employees who came to work with him. Uh, they mm-hmm. allege Lucky downloaded a bunch of documents and data that would have been necessary to create the Rift VR headset um, that he only supplied a rudimentary prototype while working for them, which was more fully developed by Zenimax employees, including John Carmack at id. And that Lucky lacked, quote, lacked the training expertise, resources or know-how to create commercially viable VR technology. Um, so he sets up Oculus. He does the Kickstarter, which makes lots of money. Facebook then yes. buys them. Um, Still not sure why, but yes. Yes. 
Um, well, I think you can see that it has some potential in terms of if you you could have a you could have a roundtable meeting with everyone in a different country. There's some mm-hmm. sort of use to it in terms of in business sense, I guess. Um, so, guess how much money Zenimax, who own Bethesda outright, uh, were suing were suing Oculus for? How much money they thought they deserved for this? Mm. Guess how much. Twenty-two pounds. Four billion dollars. Why? <laughs> I can't. Always oh, always. That to... works. It's more than they paid for it, and certainly more than it's going to ever be worth. Yes, they wanted four billion. I wonder if um, there's a story on on Polygon. I wonder if they detail. Mm, no, we the, don't look at Polygon. The four billion claim. Who can know? Because it's rubbish. Um, mm. Anyway, so the jury didn't award Zenimax uh, the, that much money, but they did award them. It said Oculus must pay $200 million for breaking an NDA. Right. $200 million for breaking an NDA. $50 million for copyright infringement. Right. I do love these juries. Well, juries just make up numbers yeah. during these copyrights yeah. and, and some other things. Yeah. And $50 million for false designation. What does that mean? Well, there lies a question. False designation. In consumer law, false designation of origin occurs when the manufacturer or seller lies about the country of origin or maker of its products. For example, a manufacturer makes a product and then claims that it is a high-end name brand uh, product. My phone's ringing. Just try and ignore that. I am trying very hard. That's it. That's all the information there is on Wikipedia. So I don't think, right. I don't think anyone knows what it is. Right. It's um, just they wanted to give them more money. Yeah. So they gave them so $50 million for that. Um, and then... Palmer Lucky has to pay $50 million of his own money <laughs> for false designation. And Oculus CEO Brendan Irebe has likewise been ordered to pay $150 million for false designation. Of his own money? Yes, which all adds uh, up to $500 million. Oh. Obviously that, that will never ever get paid, but... No, it'll be appealed. And it's, it's, it's already being appealed, yes. But that's, that's the... It could, couldn't really wish two more awful companies a heart worse a time really uh i don't know who you want to win or lose in this thing no i was kind of hoping both lost that was my that was my desire okay i changed my mind this is the end times and this is this is capitalism's dying embers (laughs) half a billion dollars in copyright violation it's time to stop it now I think it's interesting. Like, does Zenimax really think they could have launched Oculus Rift? I think the, I think without John Carmack, it would never have gotten anywhere. It's his, he's the genius. Mm. Um, it's distracted him from his rocket design, annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, which is frankly more interesting. Yeah, than... so we'd much prefer he were doing that, or at least designing a new first-person shooter. Um, yeah, I interviewed John Carmack once. You also interviewed Gabe Newell. Yes, I did. <laughs> One of the are, richest men in America. A, you're basically asking for a job, weren't you? No, not then. Oh, okay. No, you, <laughs> no, you were. No, you, but you were subtly. You were, no, I really was. You were sending him mind rays. Gabe, like me, please. I'm going to ask you very softball questions. I didn't. I said to him, "Where's the bodies?" <laughs> you also asked him my question. I did. Yeah. And and you were wrong, 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 wrongy, fong, bong, dong. I was wrong. I've never been wrong before or since. No, <laughs> but at least it happened the once. Remember when I said I was absolutely certain that Hillary would win? Yep. Mm. And I I'm thought I was wrong once. Fascism. I thought I was wrong mm. once, but it turned out that I was right. And now I'm not really sure if I've ever been wrong. Or 
whether you exist in any meaningful sense at all. Well, that's been long in doubt. We've just talked about Mr. Trump for the whole thing. No, you didn't. You talked about um, VR. We did at the end. We had a little quick foray into the worlds of mad court rulings. Yes. Okay, shall we say goodbye then? I think we should. Bye-bye. What a depressing episode. Nick, can you just conclude that everything's going to be okay? Everything will be fine. Phew! Until the next one. (laughs) Bye! Bye.